Hey guys. Hey. We are back. We didn't record. Has it been two weeks? Shoot, I think it's been longer. No. We owe you an apology. We almost recorded last week and we came down here and we turned on the recorder thing and then everything we said we just fought about and so we left. <laughs> and deleted <laughs> it. Just Fun. To, just to put it out there, Dallin and Ashley fight all the time because we're normal people. And if you ever want a good fight, just try and podcast with your significant other. We resolve a lot of shiz when we stop recording and talk about things. Literally all comes out. And then we went to South Dakota, which was great. And also, just here's the thing about South Dakota. And (laughs) Hey. You shut up when you're talking about South Dakota. No, it's beautiful. The Black Hills are beautiful. I think beautiful. it's awesome. I like how the mountains have grass on them. I do too. I like them better than our mountains because they're more like hills. I mean, the Black Hills. Right. I like hills more than mountains. I'm not one for like treacherous topography. <laughs> Look at you using words. Um, But the whole time I was there, so we get there. It's supposed to be warm. We've postponed our trip like twice. And we get there and it's freezing. And raining and hurricaning, not hurricaning, tornadoing Yeah, the whole time. And it's, it was sad because we wanted to get out and explore a little and bit. And I pack like tank tops and rompers for yeah. all of us. Well, we did get out. We went to like the reptile museum we on the, the way up to museum. Mount Rushmore. But get this, at the reptile museum, there is a tornado warning. So there's a tornado warning kind of where we are, but more so where our Airbnb is. So we have to stay where we are. Uh-huh. But... This is a reptile museum with, with the world's second largest alligator and, and many like poisonous at snakes. At least 300 huge exotic <laughs> so, poisonous snakes, most yeah. of which come from Australia. Yeah. If you live there, you shouldn't because you're just going to die eventually from a snake bite. There's like every plaque. Hey, you shut your mouth when you're talking about Australia. <laughs> every plaque. It was like. I don't even know the snakes' names, but they were huge and terrifying. And it there's was the like, scale from not yeah. poisonous to extremely poisonous. Like, All the ones from Australia are like extremely there's poisonous. Like Three hundred snakes, and every third snake is from Australia, and it says you just won't live. Yeah, you're just and like they tell horror stories about people and show pictures of people that have been bitten by these snakes. I don't think now, I could this one it. has fangs in the back of its mouth, but don't be fooled because it can open its mouth up to 180 degrees and still <laughs> kill you. And spit venom at you <laughs> yeah. into your eyes, blinding you yeah. from so that behind. was fun. So if the tornado decided to turn course a little bit and rip through the reptile museum, we would have been smacked in the face by many colorful poisonous yeah, snakes was, and alligators. There was a moment when we were sitting under this pavilion as like rain was pouring down Um because our second option was to go into the gift shop for like an hour, which... Which our kids would create in a tornado of their own. Right. So we were sitting in outside in a pavilion. There's sirens everywhere. Like if anything was to come dangerously close, a siren would have gone off. The workers would have told us to come in and take cover. We were fine. It was just raining a lot. But I like... There was a moment where I looked at Dallin and I was like, if a tornado comes, there will literally be 300 snakes flying through the air like what do you do what's more dangerous at that point the tornado or the snakes you know it's just a big old if i could poisonous like, party of danger hell, and fun it would be that a tornado warning amidst cages glass cages of snakes and if oh not to mention shards of glass yeah lots of glass yeah it was a glass dome yeah. it's gone the second a tornado touches down mm-hmm. gone what but what i was going to say about south dakota The whole time I was there, I kept thinking about the poor pioneers who used to live there. This is your life trajectory as a homesteader in Pennsylvania in the 1800s, right? Pennsylvania? I mean, South Dakota. You get to winter. So winter starts. Potentially you survive all of the blizzards. If you guys are new to Ashley, she hates winter. So let me just precursor all this with that. South Dakota has very intense weather patterns. You make it through winter, maybe. If you don't die through winter, you hit spring. Many people have made it through winters in South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, they're hardy stock. You hit spring. And then there's like a tornado warning every fourth day, right? If you make it through spring and plant every your crops. Every fourth day. Ashley also likes to exaggerate things. No, it's like pretty... Tornado season is pretty intense there, I think. 
Okay. If you make it through spring and get your crops planted, then you have summer thunderstorms with golf ball to softball sized hail. Your dad got a sweet deal on yeah, a truck because my... it was damaged. It was a 2018 Chevy Dually LTZ, nice trim level for like really, really cheap because it had so many giant dents in it from hail up there. Uh-huh. That would suck. If your crops make it through the hailstorms, you'll survive the winter. If they don't, you'll starve to death. And this is how people from South Dakota used to live. Now there's other occupations. And oh, fine. we're still talking about pioneers. Yeah. Right. Well, because not everyone's a farmer these days. This is just what I thought about the whole time in South Dakota. During was, our 10 hour drive. I was just drive. in awe of the hearty through Wyoming. people who have survived through South Dakota. Yeah. It has really cool stuff. Like the whole way driving through, there's like Custer or like terrible Native American battles with the soldier monuments. Mm-hmm. There's like a cool buffalo jump where... Um, Native Americans used to run the buffaloes over a cliff, and you can see it from the highway. It's really cool stuff. And don't forget the National Monument of Mount what's Rushmore. It called? Dallin Mount Rushmore. loves Mount Rushmore. I loved it there. It was beautiful. We didn't get to go because of tornadoes, but we imagined that we did. <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> a lot of that trip was imagining what we would be doing if we weren't yeah. Sitting in a basement. Mm-hmm. Our cute little Airbnb. Hopefully, you saw the vlog. We gave you a little tour of our little Airbnb in, in a, in a small town, off north of Rapid City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cute stuff. I was on Instagram the other day, and I follow a lot of really cool people who do original, unique things on their Instagram, and they just make me feel like an idiot. Like but, what? Like they ask cool questions that get people chatting, and I just feel like i don't do that hey we ask cool questions sometimes okay one of the questions she asked was um well she got a comment from someone asking her what she says and the question was what do you say to people when they knock on your bathroom door like like kids like in a public situation oh like what do you say to people that because i always freeze and i don't know what to say and sometimes i'm like i just don't say anything and then they keep knocking I say, do you say like, oh, hey, howdy, hey, <laughs> hey, ooh. I just make grunting noises when they first <laughs> walk Dallin in. just starts farting. Not like pooping noises, like, <gasps> no, <laughs> no, like the ones. I just cough or something like, <clears throat> so they know you're there. So they know. Because it's weird. Okay, this is, we're talking, this is a stall situation because there's two situations. There's stall bathrooms where there's multiple and then there's where there's just one like in the back of a store and people are like knocking on it, knocking on it. And then if you don't say anything, you're just afraid they're going to go get a worker. Who just keeps knocking? Like obviously if the door is locked, they should assume somebody's in there. No, this has happened to me and I freeze up and I don't say anything. And then one time they went and got a worker to unlock the bathroom door. What the? And finally when he was like, this is a worker. Is anyone in there? I was like, yes, yes, someone is here. What else? What do they think is happening? Like, I don't know. It's a bathroom and people lock it when they're in there. People do weird things. Sometimes they're locked. But what do you say? Like someone knocks on the bathroom door. Do you say like occupied or still going? Ocupado. <laughs> so yo. I just freeze. I don't say anything. And then it's really weird when you come out and they look at you like, why didn't you? That's funny. Why didn't you say anything? No, I, I guess I've never been in that situation. Maybe once like. I'll be like, yep, hello. <laughs> I'll say hello. In stalls, I try and make noise. So, because sometimes I haven't, and people come in and they just like, I'll just shout, diarrhea. <laughs> you just fart for like 20 seconds. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I think they don't think I'm here. Diarrhea. <laughs> so then I try. Explosive and, diarrhea. I try and leave when they're like, not, I just try and get out of there. I don't know. It's a, probably, yeah. It's a public bathroom. You know, you're more of a let's just freeze and hope this resolves itself while I skirt around the outside and never see this person again. I'm more of a confront this head on kind of person. Do you really say diarrhea? <laughs> no, that was a joke. Oh. That was that was radio banter. If I am in the bathroom and then someone walks in and I know things might get noisy from my stall, I will wait until they leave. 
and you I could have just privacy. pull out your phone and turn on "Paint Me a Birmingham." <laughs> do you wait or do Paint you just me a Birmingham? Do you just cut? then they're like, "Oh, somebody's listening to music in there. It's going to be a while." Is that a thing? No, I'm just coming up with other options. Do you have any like? I would just be like, "Yep." Are you hello? Nervous? Are you nervous to like fart when someone else is in the bathroom? I mean, probably not. No, <laughs> men are like maybe more chill about that than women. I don't know. Men just go in there and cut loose. It's kind of gross. Actually. I've learned a we lot. We should probably change the subject. Well, no, like I've learned from you and George all about how some people like me have great bathroom like privacy needs and anxieties. And other people don't like George. Anytime he goes number two, he needs Dallin to come see it. And they bond over <laughs> the breadth and width and smell of it. Yeah. I'm like, George, that was a big one. And he's like, yeah, dad. And then like some of our greatest moments is father and son. Dallin couldn't come and see one the other day. And George felt so bad and so guilty and like he had betrayed Dallin and he apologized like five times. <laughs> Dad, I'm so sorry I didn't show you my poop. Uh, sure was a great one. Sweetie. <laughs> so yesterday, oh, yesterday I took a picture. <laughs> yesterday you were also not here. So he was just like, Dad, Dad, you're going to love this one. And I was like, George, Dad's, Dad's working. He can't come up and see it this time. And he was really like, what do I do? Like, I have to show my dad. And so I took a picture. Are you going to show me a picture of it right now? Yeah, I am. Because I was supposed to show you. And he was like... A he, woman of your word. He wanted to be in the picture with it. It was so funny. Just smiling next to the toilet. I have a few of those on my phone too. Ones that he's especially proud <laughs> no, of. No, he just like leaned back off the toilet, but he's still on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet boy. I think our kids are just more like they don't care as much as I care. They're unsullied by the world. That's what it is. Pure, innocent joy about life. That's what's so great about kids. They're going to be the epitome of homeschooling. Just humanity, unfiltered, raw, beautiful humanity. That's what kids bring to the world. (laughs) James, well, James also isn't scared though, which I'm not scared, but like she just has no, they don't have privacy. James does. She'll, She'll be like, sometimes she wants me to be in there with her, but other times she's like, dad, close the door. I don't know. I leave. Like, I still don't like farting in front of you, or like, I'll leave or I'll hold it in. Say or... that to your subconscious. You fart a lot <laughs> in your up. sleep. I know because I hold it in all day. <laughs> don't. Life is short. Life's too short to hold in your farts. You can quote me on that one. James's greatest joy is tweet that. She... Hashtag the Dashleys. Hashtag taking sides. Hashtag life inspiration. Life's too Boy. short to hold in your farts. Yeah. James, like her greatest talent in her mind is that she farts the loudest of anyone in our family. See? Raw, unfiltered humanity. She'll go to the bathroom and come back with a full report on what came out of her. There was a little one, two little (laughs) ones. Two big ones. One big one. And pee. And pee. (laughs) And it's all very matter of fact. And And this is the biggest thing in their world right now. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. They're both potty trained. We did it. We did it, and we're having a baby in like seven weeks. We maybe only inflicted minor trauma and emotional damage we went, through the process, but I think that we're coming out on top. We only do nighttime underwear, even on car rides and car trips. We are just... It's really like, good. Feels good. It's like we can finally run. And now we're having another one. And <laughs> now we're starting over. Yeah. It's so Three cool. years from now, we're going to be saying the same thing. On this podcast. Yeah. Oh, speaking of new baby, went to the OB today. Um, I am having a baby if it doesn't come early on July 15th. Cool. And we have no idea what we're naming the child. And, oh, um, I had a little bit of high blood pressure. And the really good mother in me thought, oh, I hope that gets better so I can carry this baby as long as possible. And the really bad mother in me thought, Ooh, I hope this shoots up this week and maybe we can have an early C-section. But that would be really early and we would be in the NICU for a while. But Really? The selfish. I thought that it's kind of chill now. Baby can come anytime. Mm, I mean like... Maybe that's more like so 37, viability, 38 weeks. Like the age of viability is 22 is really early. Yeah. But that's not like... Definitely not like 100% make it at 22. 32, which is what I am, is still really early. Like, baby would be really small. Yeah. And would be in the NICU. That's crazy. 32 weeks already. I feel like this has gone by faster than the other ones. 
cutie. It's been really hard for me, but I've endured. It has been really hard for Dallin. No, it hasn't. What this has you, been the easiest one for me. I wanted to ask you, what is the thing that you are... I was joking, by the way, because mm. you didn't pick up on that. You know what? Let's just normalize pregnancy being really hard for everyone. I was going to ask you, what is the thing... And I'll answer too. It's not just you. What are you most looking forward to about baby? And what are you least looking forward to about baby? Smelling the baby is what I'm most looking forward to. Are you really? I love the smell of babies. I don't think you've ever told me that. And just holding it and gazing into its beautiful human eyes that I just created. This whole baby experience is going to be very different. I mean, that Ash... Okay, we created the baby. I played a very important Dallin's role in creating equal, this baby. An equally important Maybe you role. got the raw end of the stick <laughs> no. where you had to grow okay. it in your body. Equally but important, But we equally Dallin. created this baby. <laughs> you have done as much work as me. <sighs> Who knows how many Literally calories it all, takes to create a single Making sperm. babies for me is all pleasure and no pain. And for you... It's a little bit of pleasure, I hope. This is where you say, oh, of course it was. Gall be gall, damn it. Yes. And then a and, lot of pain for you. And 40 weeks of suck. Yeah. That's it. Which, and it's which, fine. Who am I? Who am I to complain? Who am I? It's, um... Okay, wait. What so was your question? What you are looking forward to the smell of most. Oh, I was going to say... This whole, Dallin and I, I don't know. I think maybe every year you're married, you just kind of like grow closer. I don't know. I feel well, like. That's the goal. That's the goal. With the first two babies, I, like we were very private about stuff. Like I didn't, maybe we didn't express emotion well to each other. Like I didn't. We didn't know how to talk about our feelings or how to validate each other. Yeah, and I didn't... We're just running with scripts and roles and expectations we got in our head from our upbringing. I never... Slash religion. I feel like I almost... I didn't tell you half the things that were happening to my body that I tell you now, which you might appreciate, might have appreciated. Yeah, stop talking about that sick stuff. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. And like, I don't know. I feel like you just had... You were kind of oblivious to like what's going on with Ashley. I was just raised with three brothers, no sisters... My mom didn't really talk to us about <laughs> women's stuff. I was uh, so oblivious getting married to you. And you're I raised with all sisters and no no brothers. Like, same thing. And your dad didn't talk to you, apparently. I don't know. No, I saw. I walked in on stuff. my dad going to the bathroom once in my life. And it traumatized me. And then the next naked body I ever saw was yours on our wedding night. What I'm saying is we... I don't know. We were like two different frequencies. I think we're sort of coming closer together. Probably still we'll never be like one frequency because we're two people. Are two humans ever one frequency? No, they shouldn't be. I never, you never told me things though, like sentimental things I feel like about the kids. Like I never, I I think you were just kind of like nervous. I remember trying to get you to do skin to skin and you were like, I don't know how to do that. I don't. And I like, didn't even know that was a thing. I just. Yeah. He thought it was, you kind of thought it was weird. I don't know. And I was like, we were just so, it was so like foreign and weird and new and we didn't talk oh, about things. It was like and formal. I don't know. Formal. Yeah. That's a good word. We were kind of formal around like the raising of children and I don't know, figuring out I just feel how like we wanted more, to be parents and more human now and just vulnerable and I don't know. Feels good. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be very, like, Dallin talks about it, how he wants to, like, he's watching a baby sleep course. like things, Taking care of babies. Taking care of babies. Just think, it's going to be a whole different ride, I think, with Dallin and the third baby. Also, I've started taking CBD oil, and that stuff is lovely. <laughs> once I started, once I got the right dosage for me, I'm taking the, the high-powered stuff. The one that's like most concentrated from Andrage. Okay. I, we have like, I'm an affiliate for them. So we have an ad on the podcast. You guys have probably heard it. It's not just me saying stuff. I actually love CBD oil and it's changed my life. Reduced anxiety dramatically. And it's so great. So I take the, what, it's like the 16, 1200 milligrams per little bottle. It's, I don't know what you take. It's so, 
it's just great i don't it just calms my anxieties a little yeah. bit i feel like kids have always caused you a lot of anxiety and like yeah. just not knowing that what to combined do. with talking it out with a knowledgeable therapist has just done wonders for me well and i also think just it, this is our third baby like if we had 17 babies the 17th one would be a whole different story than the third one just uh-huh. like as far as our chill level and like just knowing what we want to do when we want to do it how we want to do it the, knowing like oh i feel like i missed out on this with my last kid i want to do more of this with my next kid mm-hmm. i think we're at like that now yeah with the other two i think it's going to be a whole different experience I i'm so least excited have a lot of like getting depressed anxiety fear scared about that happening again well it's like what's the number like one in four women or something struggle with postpartum depression it's like a huge like james after james was way worse than after george and you i didn't really know until i started coming out of it and i was like holy crap yeah i don't feel like how i felt um so I'm hoping this one is just like a blissful, happy, cheerful experience. If not, I feel like I know the warning signs better now. thing I'm most excited for is like my favorite, favorite moment is just right after the baby's born and I'm not pregnant anymore. And I, even though I've just had surgery, well, they give you like happy medicine. So that's really fun too. But just that moment where you finally like made it to the finish line and you're holding your baby and everything is quiet and still and you just like you're just in heaven right there in the room me and you and the baby just like that moment after you're all sewed up and on medicine and it's just over <laughs> it's like and, and, when and you just finish holding a this beautiful new human and it's just a beautiful moment yeah and it's just it feels like quieter and maybe that's just because i'm always high on drugs <laughs> that turns out that's the only reason i didn't know this but with james i didn't know it with george and george it was like a train had run over me eight times with him yeah but with, the anesthesiologist right as soon as the baby was out, he's like all right here comes the good stuff yeah. he pulls out the syringe just pumps it into one of your ivs and, and you're like feels oh so just the good. second the baby is taken out you can have the big girl medicines it's probably like I don't know what being high so is like. So basically what you're saying is you just look forward to the drugs. No. And just like having, like finally holding this baby you've been thinking about forever. That's the one thing that makes me not want to f- like do the whole Dallin gets a vasectomy route is knowing that I'll never have that moment again where you're just like holding your new baby. Hmm. But also I think, I don't know. It makes me, that makes me sad not having that. So really i'll probably just we'll take like a million pictures because it's our last time around we'll hire hire bria to come yeah that'd be fun okay we're gonna jump to a quick commercial break i'm gonna put the entourage commercial here you guys honestly if you've ever considered cbd or if uh, you think you might have anxiety or just want to try it out in addition to anxiety sleep has improved dramatically for me and so i would highly highly recommend there's a link in the show notes for this Go try some Andourage CBD oil and uh, we'll come back with some confessions from our listeners. We have confessions, Ash. Before I got pregnant, I tried one of the bath bombs and it was like the best the thing CBD I've ever bath? done. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bath. It's like a little a bomb. It's like a little vial. Yeah. But they call it like a bath bomb, I think. I don't know. But yeah, she said it was great. So did my brother. Okay. Here we go. Be right back. Hey, Dashley fam, it's Dallin, and I have something that I'm really excited to start talking about. I have struggled with anxiety off and on for the past few years, and I have also not been getting the deep sleep at night that I would like to. I've been looking for solutions, and I recently turned to CBD oil to see if it could help, and I have been amazed. Finding good quality, tested CBD is really important, and that is why I trust Andourage. Andourage is a company founded by clinicians to formulate safe and natural CBD-rich products for general and targeted relief. Andourage is safe and effective. They want you to recover and not just replace your current suffering 
with different suffering from side effects of pharmaceutical prescriptions. I have tried Andorage and other brands, and Andorage is right. Clinician grade is better. My sleep is better. My anxiety is better. Even baths are better. I would recommend the baths. Life is better. To learn more and experience Andorage's clinician-grade CBD-rich care, go to Andorage.com. They have oils. They have baths. They have creams to rub on your joints. Put it to the test like I did. See if it helps you sleep better at night, manage your stress and anxiety, and provide relief with chronic pain. Use coupon code THEDASHLEYS to receive free shipping. You can also click the link in our show notes. Look into it. Give Andorage CBD products a try. There's a good chance that you'll be amazed just as I was. You guys, in 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick and therapy really does help. But what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in a relationship or at work. Maybe you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't even have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you in order to get help. Better help is custom customized online therapy that offers video or phone or even live chat discussions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Taking Sides listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash taking sides. That's betterhelp.com slash taking sides. All right, confession time. We got a confession from, well, obviously I'm not going to say their name. Yes, it's so a confession. we asked these for are, your confessions in our last podcast. Yeah, these are anonymous. Anybody can send in a confession. We won't say your name. If you just need to get something off your chest, we'll read it for you right here. Yeah, what have you done? Did you break the law? Well, this person passionately hates their sister-in-law and they need mm-hmm. vent about it. Okay, tell All me. All right, long-time listener, first-time writer. When y'all asked for confessions, I knew my time had arrived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been living with the biggest secret for about eight years now, since it's... I started dating my now husband. I absolutely hate his sister with a burning passion. Does she really not know? I don't know. Let's find out. Why am I talking like Matthew McConaughey now? You just want to put the ashes at the end of your mouth. Okay. Let it roll like molasses. Callum's been right. listening to his audiobook. It's a good one. It's a good one. Green lights. The reasons are bountiful, but the biggest issue is that she has tried to control our relationship every step of the way. Everything from don't invite this person to your wedding because I don't like them to mm-hmm. I'm ready for you two to start having babies. She has easily been the biggest point of contention in our relationship. Here are a few of the things that have happened just this week with her. My husband and I went on an anniversary trip to Mexico because we didn't get a honeymoon. We got married April 2020, so right at the start of COVID. When we got back, she came over to say hi, unannounced, obviously, because who calls first? And when she came inside, she was wearing three masks, gloves, and had a ruler so that she could measure out exactly six feet from us. Don't get me wrong. We have followed every rule in the book for COVID protocol, but all three of us were vaccinated, so it was clearly for the dramatics. I have found in these moments, and I used to be a stress case... Um, when people do weird things, just say it, just say, or like rude things or kind of offensive things. Mm -hmm. I've started just saying it and it's, you know, like, it's not to like Like calling them out like, oh, that was kind of rude. Yeah. Like like, it's to like, it's not to like a neighbor you just met, you know, like people, you know, like this is your sister-in-law. There's like eight years there. Like you have to be in a relationship with her probably for the rest of your life. Right. So just say things like I've said before, oh, wow, that was really rude. And then you just sit, you just let it sit, let let it sink in to the vibe of the room. Not accusing them of anything. Just kind of like throwing down a boundary. And I didn't do it like for most of my life. And I've just started and it's changed a lot. And people are just kind of like, oh, like, I don't want to go there. That was awkward. Uh Or what else have I said? Like... (sighs) I don't know, just saying things that are really uncomfortable to say, like, oh, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Or. Yeah, you've been better at sending boundaries. Go you. Mostly just, wow, that was kind of rude to say. Yeah. And then they look at you like, uh. (laughs) (laughs) And then they never say it again. And it's Uh so great. All right. Here's another thing. She wants to go on a trip for her birthday with a family. Their parents, my husband and I, and her brother and his family. She gave the weekend before. 
she gave the weekend before her birthday, and I said that that was the only weekend I absolutely couldn't do anything because of a work commitment. She's going to go through with the trip knowing that I can't go. Okay. At the end of the day, I have tried to be as cordial as possible so that I do not put my husband in the middle of it, but she is just a total opposite at the end of the spectrum from me on how to handle literally anything. She has tried to create almost cult-like feeling in the family where we need to ask for permission from her to do things. She is not married and does not have kids. She's 45, so I think it's her way of staying busy. Thank you for letting me vent. I feel so much better after writing this. My mom doesn't have to get the daily. I hate her so much phone call today. <laughs> Woo! Would it bring you any joy like to do things without her permission and just watch the shiz show start? Just, um... I don't... I'm just like... I don't know. Look at it more of like a play-by-play on ESPN and you're making the play. I don't know. I feel you're not like... making the play. You're just watching it and you're setting boundaries and standing firm in what you want to do and expressing your feelings. Do some affirmations. I just do like, not you don't care have to cater to her how she reacts. Yeah, I do you're, not no, care. Yeah, here's one. Reacts. Her emotions aren't your responsibility. Her happiness is not your responsibility. You have the permission to set any boundary you need. And uh, what else? I don't know. Your I needs like... are just as valid and important as hers. And. It doesn't have Start to be there. a miserable thing. Like, just kind of switch how you think about it, and it's more an amusing thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh boy, this is going to really set her off. Here's another confession. Mom, remember that one time in high school that I had an infection around my belly button and the doctor diagnosed me with cat scratch fever? Well, it wasn't cat scratch fever. Oh. I had pierced my own belly button with a safety pin <gasps> with my friend Cassie in the bathroom at our Christian school while we should have been in chapel. Ow. <laughs> Ouch. Oh my gosh. I am 37 years old now and I still have never told my mom this. I think she would spank me and make me pay her back for the medical bills. <laughs> I have three sisters, however, who know the truth about it. And we often get a good laugh when one of us gets scratched by a cat. We also are all nurses now, including my mom. And I'm just shocked that I wasn't hurt more than just the infection that I got. Kids, do not try piercing anything without going to professional with your parents' permission. You might just get cat scratch or fever. Sheesh. Well, did you put? Glad you could get you that off your like chest. Did you put like a ring in there? She said a, a safety pin. I know. Oh, like you left the safety pin in? I don't know. So like when you pierce your ears, they like immediately pop an earring in. And I feel like when you pierce your belly button. You got to leave something in you there. You got to leave something in there. Yeah. Did you leave something in there? Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, did you? Is it still pierced or? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, gosh. Crazy. All right, this one's called The Juiciest Family Drama of the Year, Possibly Century. Oh, she sent us a document. Okay, here we go. Dear Dallin and Ashley, please do not use my name this time. It has taken me weeks to write this because I'm not sure there's a way to convey this drama in a written way that gives it the ridiculous justice it deserves, but here it goes. I would first like to preface this with my family loves each other very much. Mm. There are cultural things that factor into some of the things that happen. I'm mostly writing this because I know Ashley loves these stories. Part one. Let's just go back almost two years ago. Okay. My now husband, let's call him Cray, and I met over Cray? mutual. Cray. Okay. Maybe is that short for Cray Cray? <laughs> are you sending out a message? Of all the fake we're, names, we're you chose Cray? Cray. Short for Crayola. I met him over mutual and I pretty much knew by the second date that we wanted to get married. He's wonderful. His family's wonderful. We felt like we'd known each other forever. Cray lived about two hours away. I'm going to rename him Crayola. Let's call him Crayola. Crayola lived about two hours away. So we tried to spend as much time on the weekends together as possible. Sometimes I would go up to Atlanta and sometimes he would come down to me. I own a three-bedroom home, and we decided, being 26 and adults, that yes. it was totally reasonable for him to spend the night if he ever wanted to spend the whole weekend not driving back and forth two hours both ways, vice versa. He lived with his parents at the time. Okay. Now, about two months ago into my dating, my dad came. My parents live in Europe because military. On assignment. Okay. Wanting my dad to meet my boyfriend, I invited Cray to come over for the weekend. Uh-oh. As my dad was leaving to drive back to the base, he asked if Cray was spending the night. I'm assuming that as an adult homeowner, I could be open and honest with my dad. I said yes, and he completely lost it. Oh. Talked about how it was so inappropriate, how he couldn't believe we would do this, and on and on. You sound Mormon. <laughs> Maybe. We're <laughs> don't, just, just don't. hardcore Christian. 
What would other people think? Keep in mind, this was the first time Cray had been able to meet my dad, so it was off to a great start. Mm. Also, this was a fully furnished three-bedroom home where the bedroom doors lock, but also at 26, is that even any of his business? Nope, it's not. Are you going to lock your bedroom door when Cray sleeps over? <laughs> I keep... don't think so. She's just <laughs> She just had to say that. It left a pretty bitter taste in Cray's mouth about my dad. I was well, used to this growing up with him, but him having but having him treat someone else this way was really frustrating. Part two. Okay, this is part two. Are you ready? Anyway. Are, are they married yet? Let's find out. Flash forward about three months to November. Is her dad going to like march her to the altar? <laughs> we'll see. My parents at this point knew we were planning to be engaged. In fact, both of them had said they liked Cray. They approved that... They approved and that he fit all of their criteria, i.e. Well, he was an RM. Oh, they are Mormon. He graduated high school. I knew it. RM means return, okay. return missionary. Dallin and I followed these same rules. Like we did not, um, quote unquote, sleep together, but we did basically spend the night, which was kind of naughty. Yeah, we went camping together. Uh-huh. That was, that is not okay. No, yeah, you're not. So like. Mormons have like chastity standards. You're not supposed to have sex before marriage. And you're not supposed to touch anything anywhere. Yeah. And we did that. You're not supposed to kiss for too long. Depending yeah. on your bishop. Anyways, this, this is what's going on here. And so like her dad feeling this way, feeling it's totally inappropriate would be a very common vibe. Uh-huh. Okay. So he met all of their criteria, quote unquote. However, he was an RM. He let graduated me say high school. This. He had a job. What? I would let you sleep over in a separate, like if go back in time to Ashley when we're dating, uh-huh. I would have totally let you sleep over in a different If we room. had like a long drive and be like, yeah, because we were very open and upfront. Like we both want to follow the standards of the church. Like I would have let you sleep. We would have room. probably just had an open chill conversation. Like, yeah, I'll sleep over, but we'll just, I mean, it would the, be known. We will follow we the law of chastity and we will sleep in separate rooms. It would. We wouldn't have even had to say that. Like we would have stayed in separate rooms. It would have just been un- unspoken. I feel like we would have had to have spoken it. Real sweet would just accidentally fall asleep next to each other. I mean, while we did that a anyways. show or something. I guess we wouldn't have had. If you wake up at two a.m., it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, I am not an object to be. Uh, where am I? Okay, he checked all of, all the parents' criteria. Right, everyone he was an RM, likes him. Graduated high school. He has a job. My mom and I even had a discussion at one point about how he didn't have to ask my dad's permission to marry me because number one, I'm an adult. Number two, my dad didn't really care. Number three, I am not an object to be given away. When my sister's husband asked my my so when my sister was getting engaged, right? Uh-huh. Her her now husband called my dad, and he was like, "Hey, I want to talk to you about some stuff." And my dad had was, they talked before. No, but like we all knew it was happening. Like the whole asking permission thing is kind of old fashioned and I think awkward at this point. Yeah. Um, and like this was my dad's first kid to get married and he just hated the idea of it. He um, didn't, he didn't no, like, like the at idea. their wedding, he stood up for like the father of the bride toast and his first words were like, try to talk. He tried to say something and couldn't. He tried to say something and couldn't. And then he goes, I just wish this wasn't happening. And then he goes, was it I because shouldn't have of, said that. <laughs> was it because of who your, your no, sister was marrying just, or just in general? It just general, made him sick that his, his daughter, daughter was, was growing up and like that. Oh, okay. Like this, well, that's different. Well, he didn't like portray he that. He just that. said, I just, I wish this wasn't happening. Oh, yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> no, but when Rob called him, he was like, <laughs> my dad kept being like, let's do this another time. It's really not a good time. And Rob was like, well, I'm proposing tonight. So I need to talk to you. It was just, he was very like, like by the time you got to him, he had already done this with two of his daughters. Uh-huh. And I had called him and I'd been like, so help me if you do anything to make Dallin feel uncomfortable, I'll leave this family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he was like that very probably chill. Helped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay continue so thus we went on our merry way and got engaged and it was so sweet and i knocked the ring out of his hand because i'm a spaz and then we called my parents you know to tell them the great news they were happy but also a little surprised and said their congratulations and then hung up i didn't think anything of this until the next day when i got a really angry text saying how hurt and offended my dad was that cray hadn't asked him for my hand first and also how upset my mom was that she didn't get to talk to him before we got engaged 
we kind of just brushed it off, bringing up the fact that we had had a discussion weeks earlier that this that literally ended with "You don't need my permission." They were upset and kind of dropped it, but I will say that even now, a year and a half later, sometimes it comes up. But I digress. Okay, again, like this isn't the 1800s. Like, if anyone does this, it's a formality. Women are not like property of family members, and again, it's like a cute traditional formality. No one should be pissed. Right. Like and daughters like, are not like the property of their fathers. For the record, it's like an awkward conversation. Especially I listened when in they're to 26. yours. I think this technically needs to be done if the girl is under 18. I don't You can get married when you're 16, right? Yeah, I guess um you can get married when you're pretty young with the consent of parents yeah. before you're 18. So yes, permission would be necessary. That's like at the that only point. I mean I think it's a very like um chivalrous and romantic right. i felt weird like token. asking your dad it's not like i was gonna not marry no, it was like said, weird no. and awkward like who knows like no one knows what to say like oh okay like so i it's kind of like can i marry your daughter i wanted to let unspoken. you know spoken i'm gonna do it no matter what you say <laughs> i want to let you know my intentions <laughs> or something i don't know that's what they say on the bachelor basically but they do kind of ask for no, they don't really ask, but the father kind the of says, whether when, the father says you have my blessing or he says you don't have my blessing. I don't know. The best is when the dad's Basically, like, are you going to start off on a good foot with his family or a bad yeah. foot? I was saying the best is when the dad is like, you do not have my blessing. I know, and then they're, they're like, like uh, okay. <laughs> Casey. Thanks. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> All right. The next four months. This is part three. This is the doozy. Okay. The next four months were basically a complete disaster of trying to get our wedding date figured out. We didn't want a big wedding. Seriously, we just wanted to get sealed. This is Mormon verbiage for getting married for time and for all eternity yeah, so in like, a temple. The phrase is sealed, like sealed together, sealed together such to as become one. In the Bible, whatsoever you will seal on earth shall be sealed in yeah. heaven. That's where that comes from. She wanted us... Okay, uh... We just didn't, we just wanted to get sealed and to maybe eat some tacos after. Well, that sounds like hey, a lovely wedding Sounds to like me. our wedding. Uh, but my mom was not having that. By the way, we had tacos at our reception. It was Cafe Rio and it was so good. It's a great idea. Watermelon tacos, strawberry shortcake. Okay. Her mom was not having that idea. She wanted us to have people over and food and pictures and everything. So we didn't well, regret we did that not, too. So we didn't regret not having it later, which is interesting because the things from her wedding that she regrets are the things that people forced on her. <laughs> we changed our date probably 20 times. We have at least six letters from different temples confirming our sealing date. <laughs> All of the date changes were due to my parents. We felt really good about March 28th. My parents were really adamant that it fit around their schedule. Man, Ugh. I would have just eloped. I get very... It it's like how I get when people try and like name my child or tell me what to do with my kids. Do like this... Get out, like step back. Gosh, like you're 26, man. This is, I would just, I would have, I, looking back, I would have been the exact same as you caring about all these people's feelings. When we did, sure no, weird. we totally did. And people but now totally... me being 30, I look, I read this and I'm just like, freaking set your own boundaries. Go get, go yeah. elope. None of these people's opinions matter. Like, like this is your life. So this is what I'm thinking now. People have, obviously you want to care about what your parents think, but to a point, like this is crazy. Changing your date 20 times? No. 30-year-old Dallin is not having this. 23-year-old Dallin would have been all up in a tizzy about making sure it all worked for oh, everybody. Oh, we were. Like, people, you know, like talking about guest lists with our parents and talking about food and the cake. Like, I would have just been like... <laughs> Look, this is the date that we're setting. We're Make it work if you want to come to my wedding. I don't want to talk to anyone about this. That's what I would say now. I mean, I would have said it nicer than that. But... Maybe or maybe not. We felt really good about March. Okay, so they're picking a lot of dates. They finally found a date that might have worked for everybody, but it was the weekend before spring break, and she's a teacher. Uh, but you are me. Their favorite. So, but she's getting a lot more excuses from her parents. Like, why should we wait till summer when your little sister's still in school? Why can't you wait one more week so that she's on spring break? Your dad has work. You didn't get an answer to her prayer. You just got what you think you wanted. Oh, <gasps> that is so invalidating. Ugh, I hate that. Okay. This is really important for part four of my story later. Oh, my heck. Well, then COVID rolls around. And then she talks about um, all of the craziness during uh, trying to get married. Oh, she finally got married civilly uh, in March 27th. 
On March 27th. On March 27th. Good for you. Congrats. Yeah. And she like had a big yelling fight on March 25th with her dad saying, if you want to get married so bad, then basically just you're, you're going to have an absolute fallout with the entire family. This is at this point, I would be looking forward to said fallout. Gosh, man. She says her parents were actually pretty chill once the wedding was over. We spent a week in Utah as a honeymoon and made a point to go spend some time with family every single day until they went back to Europe. No. Before I get into part four, I just want to say that this whole experience really solidified for me and Cray how much God was working in our lives and how we were receiving our own answers to prayers. March 28th may not have worked out by a day because we listened to the answer we got to our prayers, both of our parents were able to see us get married, even if it was in the face of a family tragedy. So we are pretty firm in trying to do what is right for us, even if there is a lot of backlash. Well, good. Okay, what's happening next? All right, this is part four. This is a long one. You guys end. hanging in there with us? Because I am engaged. Cray and I have been happily married for over a year now. It has been great learning experience for both of us, and we actually use a lot of advice you guys have given on your podcast. Well, good. That makes me happy. During the first year, one of the biggest things we had looking forward to was getting to go to the temple whenever they reopened to to get sealed. Okay, so they got married civilly. They're looking forward to going to the temple to have that Religious. ordinance, that Mormon ordinance performed. Our temple reopened last summer, but we were trying to be respectful to my parents and wait for the time that they could travel again. Europe has some crazy restrictions because of COVID. Okay, no big well, deal. Every couple of months, we would ask if they were planning on coming. And every single time, it turned into a fight about how we were being impatient, selfish, and didn't care about them. <gasps> Goodness gracious. This is stressful. Keep in mind, we waited over a year to be sealed because we were trying to, be, to accommodate their schedule. We waited for school breaks, holidays, but they refused to come back and visit every time having a new excuse as to why they couldn't come, but also reiterating that I was one being selfish for trying to plan my ceiling to my husband. Okay, long story short, her parents are in Europe. She's in America. Her and her husband now want to go do this religious ceremony where they get sealed religiously or married religiously in their church, right? Mm-hmm. Her parents don't want to come. They want to do it. Her parents don't want to come. They Wait, want they to want to it. come, but they're just trying to make it work because they're all the way over in England. Yeah. Her parents are being weirdos. They end up just getting, they end up doing it without her parents. And now her parents are ticked. Like, I don't even know what to say. I get mad listening to this. I kind of hate your parents right now. And I think they just you're need just, to grow up and stop being babies. You're just, they're just making you f- responsible for their big emotions and you're not responsible for their emotions. Like this is your freaking, I, obviously you're going to try to accommodate them to a reasonable level, but I feel like they're having way too big of expectations for you. Like for the record, they live on the other side of the world. Like some things they're going to miss and that's okay. And you're just, I just feel like you, uh, maybe you could set a little boundary. I think you just need to with be your parents. a little more bad. Eh? My sister Jill does this. And she'll just be like, because she had this issue with visiting family where there's so many people who have so many expectations and no one really knows what to do. And there's not really a plan. And so now, and I have learned to do this from her. They just say like, we're coming on this date and this is what we're doing. And if anyone wants to come with us to this and this and this activity, this is when we're doing it at this time. And it is really actually convenient and nice and sometimes people can't make it and they get a little upset but most of the time it allows people to kind of like create a schedule where they can attend you know Mm -hmm. versus just everything being up in the air and every time being a bad time this is what you just need to do and it sounds like you just did it and you did great and your parents decided not to come which is fine that's their choice they threw a fit about it instead of just being happy for you which is sad and you waited a literal year and they and it's not like they were being proactive like you tell them hey i want to do it at this time and they say oh we can't do that but does this date this date this date this date or this date work no, they didn't do that. They're just being babies. Just listen, friend. Do not let your parents make you responsible for their emotions anymore. Hey, you mom. are not responsible for their emotions. You have your own life. Yeah, you're not the crazy one. You're not weird. Just be like they hey. are gaslighting you and calling you crazy repeatedly, even if they're not saying those words. They're just making you like their little five year old again instead of their big 26 year old who has her big girl pants on and can make her own decisions. Next so time, you are not responsible for their emotions. If you ever get married okay, again, tell I hope that you to don't. Yourself. I hope this relationship lasts forever. But if you ever do get married again, say, 
mom, this is when we're getting married. We would love for you to we, come. Let's just assume that they're going to stay married forever and use a different no, example. Okay, different example. Mom, this is when we're doing this and we would love for you to come. And we totally understand if you can't. The end, end of conversation. That's it. This is what our 30-year-old selves are telling you, friend. Okay, glad you got married finally and uh, live your life together. This is part of growing up. And maybe acknowledge that your family is a little bit crazy and that's okay and everyone is complicated and no one is perfect. And you can love them in their craziness and maybe just set a few boundaries and remind them when they're crossing and them. And just don't that's expect fine. them to act rationally ever again. Okay, The cool. end. Hopefully that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, one more, you guys. This is a baby name that Ashley might really love. I hate all baby names, so I already know I'm going to hate it. Uh-oh. Well, okay. I stumbled upon your podcast slash YouTube channel about names. a year. I hate every single name any human has ever had. <laughs> I stumbled upon your podcast YouTube channel about a year ago and has become one of my favorite ones. Oh, thanks, Emily. I love your perspective on life and how real you are, especially in the culture we live in. So thank you. Anyway, I was listening to your most recent episode where you got a name suggestion for a girl in Maine. From a girl in Maine. It was such a coincidence because my sister-in-law just had her first baby. They live in Maine. And yes, the mosquitoes here are really bad in the summer. Yeah, and hardy she buggers. Picked, she picked the most unique name. Her name is Sigrid. Sigrid? Sigrid? Sigrid. It's a Scandinavian name that means victory. They plan to call her Siggy. Well, oh, that's, that's cool. Fun. Siggy. As a nickname, and I just thought to pass it along. It's a little out there for me, but I know that baby Siggy is going to own it and be such a cool girl. Okay, that's all. Come visit Massachusetts sometime, and I think Ashley would love all of our pilgrim history and attractions. You do not even know how deeply I would commit myself to (laughs) becoming one with pilgrim traditions and attractions. Mm. Dallin does not love history in the way that I do. Oh, I'm becoming a fan of history now. I walk through historical sites and truly imagine that I was there and am those people. And then I ask at least a thousand times, is this an original piece? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about this number. And the workers are always like, no. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I like, is this resemblant of the furniture of this era? (laughs) Look at the stitchings on that quilt. (laughs) Dallin's always like, yeah. I'm like, oh. Okay. Well, (sighs) thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. Um, Just go live your life. Life is short. Life's too short to hold in your farts. Remember that. Um, Life's too short to not have boundaries with others that take advantage of you or hold you responsible for their big emotions or their happiness. When did you start farting comfortably in front of your spouse or significant other? Send in your fart stories. Taking sides with the dashlues at gmail.com. I still like... I'm mortified if I think Dallin can hear it. And I'm pregnant and I have so much gas. Okay. Well, see ya.